episode 13, The Resources Show. In today's episode, you're going to find out where I go for all the goods. You are listening to lucky number 13 of Mike Murphy Unplugged. Learn, create, move forward. I am your host, Mike Murphy, a one-man band and technology junkie who loves to help people figure things out, and I am really excited to be here with you today. The goal of Mike Murphy Unplugged is to help you learn what you need to know in order to create online content so you can move forward in business and in life. So you're ready to start a new podcast or website for your brand or service, or you just want to up your game. The idea is the fun and easy part. Now you have to build it. The to-do list is endless. Where do you start? Today, I'm going to share with you an enormous list of resources I use all the time for design and graphics and photos, fonts, videos, and where I get the audio for this podcast and more. Sit back, listen, because I have all the links in the show notes. You don't have to worry about remembering any of them. So let me start out the show today with a question of the week from Ask Mike Anything. Ask Mike Anything is your chance to ask me what you want to know more about or where you're struggling in your online business. Just head on over to MikeMurphy.co, leave me a question, and you might be featured on a future episode. Today's Ask Mike Anything is from an AMA veteran, Dr. Vivian Carrasco, who emailed me a question about rebranding her current podcast. Vivian says, I'm planning to revamp my podcast with a new format and image. Do you think I should keep the feed and link in place for the old one as an archive or create a new one? Or just announce a change and update the brand? So if I understand correctly, Vivian, Vivian is giving her old podcast a remodel with a new format and artwork. And she wants to know if, if she should start over from scratch or just replace the old podcast with the new format and artwork. Vivian, that is a really good question that I bet a lot of podcasters deal with. And for those of you not aware, podcasts work off of what is called an RSS feed. And changing this feed is kind of a big deal. So there is a lot at stake with this decision in terms of how it's going to affect your current listeners. My sense tells me that if you're only changing, if you're only changing the brand and the delivery or format of the show, I would start getting your audience excited now. And be aware that the new format is coming and just release it on top of the old with an all new look. Eventually, the old's going to get pushed down out of sight by the new one. But all the work that you put into the old podcast isn't going to be lost. So you're good there. And if you mess with the feed, you have the potential of losing a lot of subscribers. And this way, they're not affected and all their rebranding is going to happen on their end with no inconvenience to them at all. As you know, I'm a big believer in doing what is best for your audience and listeners. So the path of least resistance for them would be to just replace the old with the new, and it should be a seamless transition. Hope that helps, Vivian. Now let's start talking resources. Just a quick little history lesson before we jump into the big list. I have spent the last 8 to 10 years learning as much as I possibly can about graphics and web design, photography, video production, all the latest technology trends, and all the software products, especially the Adobe Creative Suite, including Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign, you name it. I am in Photoshop all day at the photo studio I manage. I also design all of our flyers and marketing materials and custom client work. So I know what it takes to build even the simplest of ideas or projects. I'm not telling you all this to toot my own horn. I'm telling you this to let you in on a secret of 
the most exper experienced designers and people who get things done in seemingly large scale. The key is not reinventing the wheel and starting everything with a blank canvas. The key is using online resources or outsourcing the tedious task or things you're not great at to get the job done as quickly and efficiently as possible. At the end of today's episode, you will have an extensive list of resources I use and love that will help you get things done no matter what your technical expertise level is with designer graphics. I wanted to organize this episode into general categories that the majority of online content creators need in today's space. The resources I'm talking about today will help you no matter what type of content you create, and especially if you're wanting to launch a new business with a podcast like mine, as everything I'm about to share with you is how I approached my build, building my online presence, and hopefully it'll help you if you are in that overwhelm or stuck phase and just not sure how you're going to get it all done. So here we go. I broke the resources down into five categories. Branding, this is the big category. Photos, stock photos. Video footage and animations. Audio and outsourcing. So number one, branding and graphics. The big daddy-o category. I have this broken down into four parts. It's so big. Logos, fonts, colors, and graphics. When starting a new website or project, it is very easy to get stuck in the design part of things. Coming up with the perfect logo or a website or colors, etc. Believe me, I do know. I have designed hundreds, if not thousands of logos for myself over the years. You are not your, you are your own worst critic. So try your best to employ the done is better than perfect on this part. And no, you have plenty of time to tweak once you get established. Your main objective is to move forward and not start out all shiny and perfect like we all want to be when we're starting out. I do think hiring a professional or a semi-pro designer is ideal for logo and brand creation, but only do this when you're absolutely certain of your identity and long-term goals. Coming up with the logo and fonts and colors and all that is fun until two months into it, you realize, eh, I kind of want to make a change. Many people, including myself, you spend way too much time on the logos and the taglines and all that stuff when all that really you should be focusing on is the content you want to make. I am guilty of this, which is why I wanted to share the resources with you today that will help you create and move forward, which is where we all need to be. Start off being nimble, and as you settle in, you can then start refining your look. Logos. The best logos tend to be the ones that are just the simplest. Use it just a good typeface and maybe a simple mark, and there you have a logo. One of my all-time favorite online educators, John McQuaid, says, a simply... A, mark, a logo is simply a mark that people can recognize you by. A good logo does not tell people you are a designer, a web guru, a teacher, a writer, a musician, a photographer. All a good logo does is make someone associate that symbol or word with you. I challenge you to look at the best logos in the world of all time and tell me how many of those logos you could actually tell what the company did just by looking at the logo. But, if you saw it at the Apple or the Swoosh, you know exactly what the company what company they belong to. Now, the resources. I have two really great resources for making a logo that are cheap and they will produce good results to get you on your way to moving forward. Number one, Taylorbrands.com. Very cool. Check them out. Squarespace logos, yes, the same company that makes lo websites, has a great logo site called Squarespace Logos. Taylor bands are going to run you about 50 bucks, Squarespace only 10. 
fonts, my obsession, typography. I love words and nice type. I will not lie. A big part of your brand or product you launch is the fonts you choose. This isn't easy, but again, keep it simple. Try not to use more than one or two fonts. Choose fonts with multiple weights, like thin and bold, semi-bold, bold. That way you get a lot more leverage with that one or two fonts that you use. They're in everything you create, so keep it consistent. There are so many fun and interesting fonts out there, but when you stick to the basic, you're going to future-proof for yourself forever, and you're going to be very thankful you kept it simple. Where do I go for fonts? Well, number one, I go stay right in my Adobe products with Adobe Type Kit. That's my first stop always. However, if you're not part of it and you want some really good premium fonts, my first stop, and I still go there all the time, is myfonts.com. If you want to differentiate yourself from others, buying a premium font is a good way to go. If you don't have the Adobe Cloud and you don't want to pay for fonts, I still have a lot of free places that I go to. My number one free place to go is fontsquirrel.com. Squirrel, like the rodent. That's probably my favorite. My second favorite is League of Movable Type. That's kind of my hipster fix. I also go to Google Fonts. Google Fonts has an endless supply of fonts and there are some really good ones all sorts of different fonts all good quality all free and dafont d-a-f-o-n-t dafont is kind of an industry standard for free fonts some are good some are bad overall i've gotten a lot of fonts from all those places great let's move on to colors creating a consistent color scheme it's not easy again but definitely important when you're starting out or for any brand like everything keep it simple couple colors, three to five colors maximum. Know your target audience. Make sure it aligns with your brand. My go-to resources, again, Adobe, they give me too many good resources, but I love Adobe Color CC. Used to be cooler. A great free source is coolers.co, C-O-O-L-O-R-S. Again, you don't have to know these, but I'm just trying to give you some visuals. Coolers.co, a great place to find font combina- or color combinations. Let's move on. Graphics and templates. This is the not reinventing the wheel part. I use as many templates and pre-made graphics as I possibly can. Otherwise, I'd never get anything done. I use them for guides and eBooks and lead magnets, marketing flyers. Of course, I customize them and make them fit my needs. But having a starting point is a great place. Somebody who's already done the tedious work. So you don't, you can just fly through that. Inside of the Adobe CC products, The new marketplace is a great place. If you have Photoshop or any of the Adobe products, look inside the marketplace. It's like tons of free resources just there for you to use. Here are my usual spots when I need design and graphics. I go to creativemarket.com a lot. They have a lot of great hand-drawn stuff. I love Creative Market. Very Pinterest-y, but it's a good place. Graphic River is definitely a standby of mine that I've used for years. And finally, canva.com. You need to know about Canva if you don't already. It's a new kid on the block taking online creators by storm. It's easy to use, nice designs. Canva is definitely geared toward the beginners who don't want to deal with Photoshop but want to make nice social media posts and blog posts, all stuff with images and type. It's more for layouts and graphic because the graphics aren't downloadable. You do everything inside of Canva, but very well done. And they just keep expanding and doing everything to try to be everything to the blogger in the online world. For 
all you Instagram lovers out there who love to put cool type on your images and Canva is just not working for you. There's an iOS app called Word Swag. Word Swag is like Canva and that's simple, but it has some amazing typography. It'll make you look like a pro. Word Swag, iOS app. Very good. The final three categories are all about stock stuff. Stock photos, video, and audio. I'm going to go through these very quickly, but they're all assets you need for any online business today. And I'm going to tell you where I go for photo, video, and audio. Warning, big warning, with any stock resource, respect copyright. Don't just Google, go to Google Images and use a photo because it works for you. It's your responsibility to use only photos that you have the right to use and simply linking to the source or pleading ignorance is not going to cut it. This is on you, so make sure that you know that you're allowed to use it. Photos. I take my own photos whenever possible, but sometimes you just need stock photos for a blog post or to make a point. One of my favorites is Unsplash. This is kind of a hipster tone to it, but great source for photos. I like Death the Stock Photo a lot, similar to Unsplash in style, but very good quality. Pick Jumbo is another good one. And Comp Fight is a Flickr search. Yes, Flickr is still alive. The Yahoo photo site and Comp Fight is a great place. It's just a search engine for Flickr where you can use all the images royalty free. Moving on to videos. Everyone knows by now that video is important for online businesses. We know this. We're visual learners because who has time to read, right? So if you plan on making videos, I have two great links that are going to solve 99% of your video needs and your videos are going to get that extra polish. The first place I go to all the time is Video Hive by Envato, the same people that did Graphic River and a host of other sites. Video Hive is a great and affordable place to get logo intros for your YouTube videos, lower thirds and footage and other good effects. Video Hive. Number two, my super secret favorite place, videoblocks.com. Video Blocks is 99 bucks a year and it's unlimited downloads of just some awesome, amazing footage, time lapses, After Effects templates, you name it. If it's related to video, they have amazing quality video, videoblocks.com, audio. Now my favorite topic, music and audio. Whether you need background music for your videos or tutorials or podcast intros, I've got you covered. Remember, the rant on copyright, well, you can't use music that you do not have 100% rights to use. Music for my podcast comes from one of my longtime favorite sources, Incompetech.com by a guy named Kevin McLeod. And great stuff. Almost all of it's free. I don't know how he does it. Puts out new stuff like every day. Audio Jungle, another site by the same people that did Graphic River and Video Hive. Audio Jungle has amazing audio options, and most of them can be used in any product, including podcasts. Other good sites for getting audio for mostly for film and other stuff is Pond5, Premium Beat, Marmoset Music, and Audio Blocks, the sister to Video Blocks. For 99 bucks a year, you get every audio download it you never have to give it back so if you quit your subscription you own the audio and you can use it for anything audio blocks is great and then my very final super super secret source for audio that i don't know they just don't advertise it a lot of people don't know youtube 
YouTube has a great stock library of audio that you can download it right to your computer. It's free and it's cool. I love the YouTube audio. I forget about it myself sometimes, but don't forget it. Number five, outsourcing. This is the final category. Many times it just makes sense to let others do the work. Knowing when to hold them and when to fold them is a skill in itself. Even though I love designing and creating things, I have no problem farming out the task to others. If I, you know, if I had a big budget, I'd probably outsource everything. The number one place I go to get stuff done, I shamefully admit, but without a doubt, is Fiverr.com. For five bucks, you can pretty much get anything you want done. Five bucks can also get you some crappy things done, but keep your expectations in check. Do some work. Use your gut when hiring someone on Fiverr. I've had way more good experiences than bad. I use Fiverr for all sorts of things like making intros to YouTube, animation stuff, illustrations, research and ideas, mostly graphics, graphic things that I just don't want to do, don't have the time to do, or is it, or maybe they have a service that's just kind of cool, like something that, like an illustration that I know I can't do, but for five bucks, I say, yeah, that'll work for my brand. Couple of bonus places to get things done, outsourcing for your branding. If you really just kind of want to go for it, but not spend a lot of money, 99designs.com and 48-hour logo. And that's it. Whew. That ought to keep you busy for an eternity and exploring all the resources. And I have a list in the in the show notes. One has 50 on them and one has 300 different places to go get free stuff for online content creators and entrepreneurs. So you have enough to last you for a long time. My motivation for my blog and podcast is to share everything I know with you to save you time so you can concentrate on things that really matter when all is said and done, and that's making content. I have explored more websites and online resources than I care to admit, and I only recommend things I believe will help you. Hopefully you'll find value in the resources I shared with you today. And if there's anything I urge you to take away from this episode is to keep the design simple. Don't allow yourself to get stuck because you want your website or your logo or your brand perfect from the start. Give yourself time to work on the content as you might change your look or your brand or your mind. And if you keep it simple and clean, you're going to be that much more adaptable and flexible to just keep moving. So I thank you for joining me today. If you want to learn the tools of the trade for creating online content and podcasting, please join my band. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done so, so that way you'll never miss a future episode. And I thank you for joining me today. I hope you join my one-man band, and together we can learn, create, and move forward. Cheers.